Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Adam Gilson from Gilson Strength and Conditioning out of Lebanon, Pennsylvania. What's going on, Adam? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Happy to have you on. Excited. I know you just started your gym um, here in March, so excited to hear kind of your journey so far and, you know, what it led up to it. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? Uh, good question there. So um, I wanted to open a gym um, for over eight to nine years now, ever since I really got started uh, in the personal training industry. Um, when I first, I had worked some odd end jobs with personal training, things like that, uh, different, uh, health boutique clubs, um, that was down in South Florida. Uh, I'm originally from Pennsylvania here. I grew up around here. Um, I moved down there for a couple of years to continue my education. Uh, and that's really where I saw a big opportunity to finally get started in the industry. Um, COVID happened to, uh, hit us all and, I decided to move back to the area here in Pennsylvania. Um, there was about a two-year gap where I worked some odd-end jobs, um, and I just was completely unsatisfied with that, but I knew I had an end goal to finally open the gym. Um, I had been collecting gym equipment for quite some time. Uh, I had a garage gym. That's where it all started. Um, so with the garage gym and working full-time and slowly accumulating more equipment, um, getting the things set up, like the LLC, everything registered. Um, I just saw March as a very good time to do it. So I decided to open that. Cool, man. Well, congrats. So happened very like organically for you, right? You started as a trainer yourself and eventually led to the point where, you know, you took the leap of faith where a lot of people might be a little nervous, especially post COVID, right? And, um, you know, took the leap, leap of faith and started your own business. So, so for you, I'm curious about this. What's been like the most difficult or unexpected thing that you didn't really see coming about running or starting your business? Um, I would say gaining the initial following. Um, that would be the thing I didn't see coming. Um, you know, I did have uh, some clientele established, but, you know, I moved to a different area when I actually opened the gym. Um, so when I moved to the area, I kind of had to start fresh again. Okay. There you go. So, so kind of like, uh, you know, which is a lot for any businesses, were you able to do any like pre-sales before, um, actually launching the business? Um, I was able to set up a decent amount of consultations ahead of time. Um, I got those scheduled out. So once I finally did open, I had a couple of people come in in the first month there. Um, really just, and that helped with, um, getting established to start cool cool okay so so gilson strength and conditioning i would love for you to give maybe your own elevator type pitch of you know the services you guys offer and what you guys do all right so gilson strength conditioning is a performance-based training gym uh, out of lebanon pennsylvania um, we offer one-on-one -on -one and small group personal training um, we our main focus is performance training for athletics. We do work with general population. Um, 
We focus on injury prevention and we train what translates to sport. Awesome, man. Awesome. And, and so month three, how big's the team as of now? Are you kind of running it solo? Because I know, for, especially for small businesses, right? It's usually just yourself, maybe one other person in those beginning months. What's that look like for you? Yeah, so it's actually uh, for the first three months, I actually started by myself here. Uh, in the last couple of months, I did uh, bring on an independent contractor type of trainer. So cool. we share the space together and we both train uh, clients at the same time. There you go. Badass, badass. And so especially with getting a new trainer, um, when you're looking for a new trainer, are you looking for someone that's pre-established clientele to bring to your gym or do you try and market for them and, you know, fill up their schedule? Um, I would say a little bit of both. Um, I definitely uh, brought in somebody who already had an existing clientele in the area, uh, but also somebody that had a similar interest to me um, in terms of wanting to work with the athletic and sport population. Um, I believe this person also kind of had some general connections in the area with athletics already. So um, I think we were a great fit there and we kind of meshed with that. There you go. There you go. And, and how many members are you sitting at right now? Um, I would say we both have a, about a solid group of 25 each, 25 clients each, um, you know, varying in either, you know, coming in for like a small group or for all one-on-one clients. Cool. And, and I know personal training is kind of the big focus for you here. Do you guys have your members pay on like monthly reoccurring or do you have them pay on, you know, per session kind of class packs? Good question. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I had previous places I worked at went with the monthly style model um, and which is great but at the end of the day it's hard to you know general population clients got tons of things going on in life so the consistency was was um, a little hard to deal with to charge in a monthly model so I went with a package model so I sell either four eight twelve or sixteen pack and then I sell some long-term commitment packages maybe for like family plans if they'd like to split them up um, I decided to do that rather than, you know, auto debiting every month like that. Cause I know a lot of people don't really want uh, a couple hundred dollars coming out of their account every month. Right. And so for you so far using that model, have you found it difficult to have your clients come in consistently? I only ask because I've talked to a couple people who do that model as well, but then the issue is, you know, they buy a, a pack of five, six classes and they don't use it for four months. Right. So then- mm -hmm you have these people coming for six months, a span for just a couple classes. Yep. I agree. I have ran into that problem a little bit already, um, which has made me kind of maybe rethink future restructuring. Um, but overall the, um, I kind of offer, let's see, um, kind of, you know, like the no refund policy. So, you know, if you use the sessions, you have 180 days to use the session. So ultimately okay. yes, six months out of the year. So if you don't use them by then, yes, uh, the sessions will be forfeited. Um, but yes, I ran into some sessions like that, but you'd be surprised. There's many people who spend their money on it completely dissatisfied or just dissatisfied with themselves ultimately. And they just decide not to come back. So they will end up just forfeiting the sessions themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always a weird thing, especially like even the big box gyms and, and why there's a boutique gyms continue growing. You know, the big box gyms, their whole big thing is let's shovel as many people in here, um, you know, get as many memberships. Hopefully half of them don't show up every day. Um, 
and so forth but but cool so you're sitting at about 50 clients 50 members between you and the other trainer on your team mm -hmm. um i always like to ask is that a number that you guys want to stop at or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces i would say hit the gas and see some new faces you know at the end of the day that number is around there but we will definitely see some people drop off uh, you know and that's just kind of part of the business you you can't please everybody uh you know you can try your best as a trainer and strength coach to you know meet the needs individually for each for each client but uh some people just aren't satisfied um so yeah i would say some new fresh faces you know getting out there again in the community here uh getting more established letting people know we're ultimately here and what's like the, I mean, I guess kind of goal number for you or what you guys would be comfortable at, right? Because especially being only two trainers too, there is mm -hmm. such a thing as burnout. So you don't want to position yourself to, you know, to where you're just to get more clients, you're watering down the service that you're giving. Mm -hmm. so, so what's like the number for you where you think it's a comfortable number? At? Um. So the gym is by appointment. I would say on an average day, I train anywhere from five to eight clients a day and we do one hour sessions. So it's about, you know, five to eight hours days. Um, I would say when it gets to the point where it's every day consistently eight hours plus uh, of one-on-one -on -one individual sessions. But at the end of the day, when we grow the, uh, the business so much that actually we outgrow the space and that we need to move to a newer facility and then I actually need to hire more people. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say there's an actual number though for that one. And, and for you, big picture here are, do you like being in the, in the day to day of, of personal training within your business? Is that something that, you know, you'd eventually want to remove yourself from? Um, I could see myself, you know, um, stepping down with maybe not as many hours per day training clients, you know, maybe getting into a little bit more niche, my niche market, which would be doing the sports performance training. Um, where I could maybe hire somebody else to kind of uh, train some other of my general population clients, things like that. Cool, cool. And in these first three months, I mean, you have 50 clients in total for your gym. That, that's pretty good. What's been like your main, um, you know, tactic or way of getting leads in through the door? Um, I would say social media is a big, a big part here. Also, cool. word of mouth, um, I would say word of mouth is a big part you know it's a small town here um you know just um passing out business cards locally kind of an old school style thing but uh you know just getting out there and networking i would say has been a big influence but um you know that initial pre-opening you know we had a decent amount of clients who wanted to come in just to start ultimately yeah yeah that's good and when you say social media do you mean just like organic posting like you know keeping up with your brand, your profile. Have you done any type of like paid ads or Instagram, Facebook ads before? Um, so I've done a couple um, paid advertisements, I would say, uh, through Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I really didn't run them too long to see too much return from it. But I would say just from the short like week, I would run them uh, periodically there. I did see some return from it. So I would say that was a big way. But just organically, just keeping up with it, posting uh, reels and you know, new posts and then just uh, stories are a big thing um, and interacting with the actual um, followers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you see yourself going in the future, wanting to grow a little bit, what's like the main 
direction that you want to take, right? Because I always say, especially as a business owner and it comes to marketing, it's good to try everything to see, you know, what works so that you could at least double down on the things that do work and be able to scale it. Um, for you, what have you seen that's working? What, what do you think you want to take it? I would say spending more. I would say spending more on the Facebook and social media advertisements. Um, you know, running in them for longer periods, I think, would help. Um, ultimately, um, a couple leads from that would generate enough money that I, in my opinion, I think it would be worth, worthwhile. Um, yeah. Also, I'm uh, trying some local advertising here uh we have a couple local billboards some digital billboards so you know i can just put an ad up there um also getting in some local um athletics high school athletics um uh some advertisements there's at the school uh things that they can pass out stuff like that cool cool definitely and, and i i think it's smart uh for you wanting to dive more into the digital marketing space because that's like a an issue i see with some personal training gyms, they rely too much on word of mouth. And that's sometimes difficult to scale, right? Because although like, let's say last month, you did get five, six new clients through word mm -hmm. of mouth, you can't guarantee that for the next, you know, three or four months, that's something where Facebook ads, it's like you could track the numbers, put more money in and get more return at the same time. Um, but cool, cool. So what kind of is your process here for when you do get a lead, right? Let's say, it is myself, maybe I DM you guys on social media, or, um, you know, I'm just interested in what you have going on. What's your process to, you know, get me in the doors and turn me into a paid member? Okay, well, when they first reach out, either if they're reaching out through DM or through a phone call here at the gym, um, you know, we'd get back to them, reach out, just answer any questions they'd have for us. Ultimately, um, I like to have the client or customer come into the gym uh, to see it for themselves. You know, I think pictures are kind of deceiving sometimes. Seeing something in person uh, is definitely a different experience. And, you know, here at GSC, I'm kind of all about the training experience. So ultimately, we have the customer or client come in. Uh, we have them come in for a tour, answer any questions they might have. Then we sit down and have them in for a complimentary consultation. Cool. Um, and during the consultation, we go over health history, um, you know, just general things that are going on in their life. Uh, we just want to know what's going on. Um, and from there, then we kind of just um, go over the pricing model and things like that. There you go. Do you offer, so basically, you know, you focus on, hey, get them in the door. Let's do a free consultation, figure out why they're there. What's their goal? You know, where are they trying to take this thing? From there, do you give them like any free sessions or a free trial? Um. So oh, at first I was. So this is something I've learned uh, from the beginning here. Uh, in the first, in the first six months, I'd say. So I was giving the consultation here, but then I was also giving a free kind of sample workout ideally. Uh, I've noticed as I've picked up and gotten busier, uh, I've recently just dropped the consult or dropped the complimentary consultation to just the consultation and not the actual workout. Um, I did that ultimately because um, you know I'm, I'm, I truly believe in what I do. And, uh, you know, as I'm getting busier, I don't quite have as much time for these consultations. So uh, I just spend 30 minutes rather than a whole hour just discussing things like that. Yeah. Um, and that's smart. I mean, I, I believe as well as people in the fitness industry, um, you know, we don't necessarily sell fitness. We more so sell results, uh, a route to get to your goals. So a lot of gym owners miss 
that really the way to sell them and get the members in that consultation, right? And, and giving them a, a week of free classes or a couple of days free class. Most people are going to take the free class and just be like, uh, you know, move on and forget about it. So, you know, it, it's funny to see how it works because you think like, hey, let's give them a week free of free a week of free classes and you know that'll buy them and, and it usually doesn't work like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess another thing kind of if somebody directly calls or uh, messages and they're just instantly asking about the prices, I kind of just to tear that away and then okay. to say that we can discuss that during the consultation in person. Um, just because in the, the day, you know, personal training is not for everybody. It's not, uh, doesn't cost the same as just like a commercial gym membership. Right. And a lot of people know that they just, they're just, there's some people out there just instantly asking for the prices or looking for that free week of uh, workouts and then they never come back ultimately. Right, right. So does the other trainer, does he make his own sales and kind of keep up with his own lead nurture process as well? Uh, yes. So it's actually a female and she, she actually uh, keeps up with all that stuff herself. Um, everybody just kind of signs the liability waiver um, and we have our own set thing, part of the independent contractor. Okay. Okay. And, and do you track like, um, like a conversion rate? So for, you know, the amount of leads that you got to walk in the door, how many were you able to close? um that's something i have not come up with yet um i will say i would say it's over half that close compared to that walk out the door okay okay cool um yeah i always say i mean numbers that some people have like a bad stigma towards it's funny people being in fitness it's like you track everything about your workouts but then you go to the business side and you don't track the important things, but just a good idea to, you know, figure out what it is you need to work on. Um, but cool. So I always like to ask this question. If you had like a magic wand, Adam, kind of like a magic business wand, you could put your business in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? Um, I would say to grow in, in, in the space of strength conditioning, but ultimately to, kind of expand a little bit and offer some other streams of income, but in the athletic style uh, or in the, in the athletics industry. So meaning um, I'd like to open, you know, a strength, a big, a larger strength conditioning facility, but that might have a larger turf space for, you know, indoor batting cages or uh, possibly have a wrestling club or something like that. Um, I would say just, growing the business, but also expanding and opening up more, um, areas for income yeah yeah i mean there is such a way to grow from the inside too right you don't always have to double your membership in order to, mm -hmm. to grow as a business um do you offer any other type of services things like you know nutrition accountability or supplements um at the moment i at the moment i don't uh i have thought about getting into the supplements offering things like that yeah. uh i also am into kind of the recovery services so I've thought about um, doing things like compression boots uh, sessions or, you know, full body like Theragun or Hypervolt massage sessions, things like that as like an additional package to go along, to go in addition uh, to the personal training services. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very smart. When you think about it, there's usually at least like 20% of your clients, your customers that do have the money for better service and would prefer to, to get the better service right. Um, so if you do offer things like, you know, 
supplements, nutrition, accountability, even massage therapy. I've heard people have chiropractors in their gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all things that these people will be buying outside of the of your gym, out of your facility. Um, you know, makes it all much better for you as a business owner. But cool, cool. So, last question here. Um, if there was like a piece of advice that you would give yourself, you know, maybe a couple months ago before you started your business, when it comes to running your gym, what would that be for you? Um, I'd say just, you know, stick to what you truly believe in and don't sell yourself short. Um, and that can go in like a lot of ways, but you know, the one biggest way I would say is, you know, super excited about your business and you want it to be successful. Uh, but at the end of the day, when I, when there is a chance to close a deal, uh, there is, there was a time when I kind of opened in the beginning where I felt like, Hey, I didn't want that person to walk out the door. Like I wanted that deal. So I would sell myself short in terms of offering a discount or something like that, or offering, throwing a couple extra free sessions and things like that. Uh, but I would say just picking back on just, um, you know, just know your self-worth and just stick to it. And what's in it for you? What's like that big picture for you at the end of the day, right? What do you want the business to, you know, give back to you and your family? Um, at first, I really just want to get out of debt and I want to become profitable as a business owner. Yeah. Um, I want to succeed. I want to grow. Um, you know, five-year goal is just to continue to be in business. Uh, I'd say 10-year goal would be to open some more facilities. Um, and possibly franchise uh, the for my family. Ultimately, you know, I want this to be my life, uh, and I want it to be uh, able to provide for me and my family comfortably. Also, um, I want it to be something that I can eventually hire out, so I can step a little bit away from the business and you know just become the business owner, not necessarily the full-time strength coach at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone's every business owner's goal to eventually get to the point where you're not exactly working in the business, you're working on the business, right? Um, but no, I appreciate you, Adam. Um, I think that's a good, pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do sign out of here, could you please give a shout out to you know your Instagram, website, Facebook, anything, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym? Yeah, for sure. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Gilson Strength Conditioning. Um, on Facebook, there's a Facebook page, Gilson Strength Conditioning also. Um, I have a website, uh, www.gilsonstrengthco.com. Um, and yeah, those are my social media handles. Yes, sir. I appreciate you once again. Adam Gilson, everybody, from Gilson Strength and Conditioning out of Lebanon, Pennsylvania. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners here, Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. 
Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Heather Anglovich from the Bridge Fitness Fitness in Hotchkiss, Colorado. It's a tongue twister. Heather, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. I love your office. We can see it there. We got a kitchen there. I would probably live in there all day if I was if I was at your gym. So uh, uh, appreciate you joining me. Uh, I think it's a fun conversation we're gonna have. Uh, kind of a unique situation we'll say going on not, not our normal podcast so this is very cool so the bridge fitness i know you and your husband bought this it's been about oh almost about three years ago pretty much almost three years yep yeah so let's go back in time uh obviously you didn't know what was coming around the bend there when you guys bought it but back you know august 2019 i'm sure a few months before that maybe longer what was your guys mindset then from a business sense from a goal sense as to why you wanted to buy this business and take it over and, and build it to bigger heights well, I actually come from the beauty industry okay. and years and years prior to the gym being for sale, um, I had said this would be just a great way opportunity to combine a salon spa business alongside the gym. And so we happened to hear from a friend that the gym, the gym was for sale here. We live in a small town and we saw the opportunity to actually, even though I don't have a background in the gym, um, opportunity to build a community within a community um to kind of combine both of those worlds and just to be able to um you know we're not a large gym so we whatever we um donate to our community financially it stays and that was part of our commitment was to have it stay in the community to help to support um charities and different investments here yeah like you said, a community within a community and something unique we get to create here in, in this fitness space within within a gym, you know, which is right. really awesome and unique and, and uh, a really great thing and super interesting. So the Bridge Fitness, you said there you're in a small town, Hotchkiss, Colorado. Uh, what does your actual physical space there look like? I can see your office, obviously. I've been on your website before. Just give us like a, a quick little virtual tour of kind of what, what we're looking at here at the Bridge Fitness. Well, we're almost 8,000 square foot. Um, we do have two levels of free weights area in our upstairs area. And then downstairs, we have, you know, all your basic cardio and then some of the older body master equipment. Nice. Um, so nothing super fancy, just very down home, still getting a good workout. Yep. And, um, our members seem to be pretty satisfied with what we offer. We have a little bit of everything. Um, at the time that we closed for COVID, we were offering classes, but have you know, since decided that just really didn't work for our locale. Sure. Yeah. We, and we will go down that COVID road in a second, you know, at this point in time, try to make it as positive as we can mm -hmm. on the positive point. But before that, for the listeners, Heather, uh, at this point in time, what services are you guys offering there at the bridge fitness? Well, we're similar to a 24 hour fitness facility. So once people pay for their membership, then they're able to come in and work out on their own recognizance, basically, um, from three in the morning till midnight, seven days a week. Okay. So um, we're not offering classes currently, but just different, you know, fitness and um, gym equipment. And there is like a, a, a CrossFit section where you could go back to doing that in the future or? or right. We have that up in our upstairs gym. Um, yeah. That's where we have most of our CrossFit. Very cool. Very equipment. cool. Yeah, a little bit something for everybody, which which is great. Yes. So 
I want to talk about the, you are in a small town, what do you say, four to 5,000 people, something like that? Correct. That's correct. So obviously getting, getting new people in the door is important in any business, especially our business, like the fitness business. How have you guys gone about, you know, since you bought the gym here and took it over, getting new faces in the door on a regular basis? Well, you know, being a small town, we have small town thinking, I guess, um, but we build those relationships with the members that we have. They, um, in turn, send referrals to us, and um, we've had amazing reviews okay. all along the way. So good reviews, Google, and all, all these other Social apps. media. Facebook, which is yep, huge. Yep, Local print. Yeah, local print. A lot of word of mouth, like you said. Referrals, great. Um, being in a small town, what has your experience been like, like using social media? Well, um, I grew up in this town, so people know me. You know, so even if I don't have a, um, if, if they're not a part of our bridge page, we still have quite a few people that know me socially that I'm promoting okay. on my personal page. Yeah, so that's huge. Obviously, you know a lot of people, you probably know most of the town, right? Yeah, I used to. <laughs> We've had a lot of new people move in. Well, yeah, owning a gym and then uh, your previous career, you're meeting a, yep. meeting a yep. ton of people, dealing with people all day, every day for, for, for a while. So you definitely guys are, so you guys, do you guys ever do any outreach social media organically? We have not tried that. No. What about on the paid side of things? Any paid advertising? We have done a little bit of that. We haven't done a lot of it. Okay. How, what was the, uh, what was that experience like for you? I did not see a, a long-term, as far as long-term, we didn't see wow. any return on our investment. Okay. ROI wasn't great. Yeah. So. Is that something you guys would do if ROI was was there? If you guys saw a solid return, like, you know, put X amount Possibly. of dollars in there, get X amount of leads in the door, something that you're not not opposed to doing? Yeah, we're not opposed to it. Yeah, yeah very cool. So, you know, we all have this pot phone in our pocket or near us all day long. And so, right, right. That's what I find with, even with small towns, like we can we can target the whole town. I got to say we're in like Los Angeles, you right. know, can't target the whole town it's like millions of people right so like right pros and cons of being in a small town or a city either way with using advertising techniques so i i, I know somebody joins the gym i want to join heather what does that process look like for a new person coming in to the bridge fitness to get them started what is that whole initial sales process like for you guys well for us like so they come in um, they make contact with us either phone internet you know our facebook you know whatever website um, once they come in, we give them the tour. We explain how our business runs, the hours that they're available, yeah. and we offer them, you know, if they're ready at that time to be in their membership. And, and are you the one doing all those, that initial process? Or yes. Is there a okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Whereas where I'm the one man show. You're on an I mean, okay, so you're doing, I'm, you're yeah, all I'm doing it all. Yep. Wearing it. all the hats. Got it. And it, has that been like that since day one? Yes. Correct. Okay. What is the biggest challenge with that? I used to, when I started my gym, same thing. I'm, I'm cleaning the gym, I'm coaching all the classes, I'm training all the sessions, I'm programming or blah, blah, blah. Mainly for me, I mean, just finding the energy to do it all. Right. You know, right. at the end of the day, you know, there's always something left undone. The to-do sure. list doesn't end. Yeah. So thankfully, I was blessed to find a great cleaning partner in the last year. So yeah. that has taken a load of, off of that. Um, but probably my biggest challenge is doing the, the advertising, making that contact 
on social media, making, you know, making those contacts are probably more of a challenge for me. For sure. And uh, yeah, like you said, there's what, 24 hours in a day, but definitely don't yep. have 24 hours of energy. Do you structure your day since you are a one person show? Do you have your day kind of structured out like eight to 10 a.m.? I'm going to do this 12 to two. I'm going to do this. For the most part. Yes. Okay. I all, you know, I, I see clients here, even though we've, we're no longer offering spa services as a general rule right. here, I still am doing manicures, pedicure services. So I have clients throughout the day that I visit, you know, that I'm with as well. Yeah. And, and we try to keep it loose enough that, you know, people come in to renew, um, we've, we've also installed the technology. People can do that themselves. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I do try to maintain somewhat of a structured day with a little bit of yeah. leniency through that, right. just depending on how the day flows. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, obviously having, having structure is good. Having these systems in place is good. I want to, you mentioned earlier, Heather, about seasonality, um, in your business. You gave me the members kind of fluctuation when we were all sure. Talking. Uh, what's the busy time for you? What's the slower time? Is summer slower like right now or is it busier? Summer is slower for us because we live in a beautiful area where people can yeah. get out and they can bike and they can, you know, we're very outdoorsy people out here. Yeah. And so we have the ability to do a lot of those things outside. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a local swimming pool that we don't have in our facility. Um, people will join the pool or they, you know, they're out doing or hiking and, you know, just activities outdoors and so um a good portion of our people will start back in september once school starts again and they will stay until about june or july and so we'll see a little bit of a lull between july and september yeah which is we see this in our industry right we have a uh, mm -hmm. sometimes most of us is the summer maybe if you're training like uh you know youth athletes maybe that's a yep. Time yep. For you. have you tried anything to kind of offset those slower times like summertime any any programs or specialties or we have not at this time okay. okay we have not yeah it's always something i think about like we used to run like a like a kind of just like a high school sports camp in the summer just to kind of sure. also, you know so it's, it's something to just kind of level out that monthly revenue stream uh any way possible with that being said speaking of revenue streams we have the regular membership right right we had, we had personal training COVID threw a wrench into that system are there ways your members are able to spend money with you, Heather, on top of the regular membership? At this particular time, really all we're offering is just your basic membership, you know, broken down into two levels for our discounted for our um, first responders, veterans and senior citizens. And then everybody else would fall into yeah. the other category. Um, you know, we offer that little bit of salon service that's still there. Um, but short of that, no, we, we do not have the facility to, you know, upgrade as far as saunas and hot tubs and, you know, personal training. Yeah. Well, yeah. What about that personal training piece? Any plans to bring that back? If you found the right trainer, if we found the right people, we definitely would. Yeah. Um, I've talked to, to some different trainers that are down in the Grand Junction area, 60 miles from us. Yeah. And they really feel like in order to be able to come this direction or to have personal training, we have to have at least 10% of our membership engaged in personal training. Yeah. And we just haven't seen that at okay. this point. Yeah. What did the, so, so it's the challenge, right? You're in a smaller town, you know, right. you have a season. Yeah. People are outside hiking, mountain biking, I'm sure swimming, like you said, especially in the summer. What am I trying to ask you here? What are other ways 
any other ways to get around that? I know I kind of just asked you that, but like, that's obviously, to me, that seems like the, the biggest challenge you guys face, right? Is that small yes. town, small town and the yep. seasonality piece and uh, building up that personal training side of things, you know? Yes. So if you found that personal trainer to fit, it'd be great. Um, and that's been a problem, a struggle. I've talked to a lot of gym owners, Heather, like staffing, you know, in a yep. small town, you have a less of a pool of people to pull. Exactly. From. Obviously a challenge for you guys. Where do you foresee the, the biggest kind of opportunities for you here uh, moving forward? I think exactly, you know, what we were talking about, if we could find the personal training, because that is a consistent question that I get from new members, you know, what do they offer? And I think that would help people to find um, maybe more success. Obviously, the trainer can't do it for you, but they can motivate you to want to continue. I think a lot of times when you have people that maybe don't have a background in the gym, they're not sure where to start. And so they start to lose their momentum because they don't see the results as quickly as they want to. So being able to have somebody that's, you know, kind of pushing them and helping them, encouraging them, that's where I could see the biggest opportunities. I agree. I agree. A thousand percent. It's a great revenue stream and a great service for our members, you know, absolutely. And, you know, again, being in a small town, I'm sure there's not many other fitness companies, if any. There's maybe. not. There's about three more within a 10-mile radius. Wow, awesome. Yeah, so you guys could really have kind of a uh, grasp on that on that marketplace of personal training in there. Um, so with that, kind of the personal training piece, and like you said, those people maybe never worked out before. If they don't have it, they may feel lost or like, you know, lose yep. motivation. Have Absolutely. You seen, since you guys bought the business, you know, about three years ago, have you seen – any kind of life cycles as far as retention goes for you, for your clients and your members, like how long they stay for any kind of. Yeah. Um, I would say the majority of our members have been consistent from the time we bought the gym. Um, when we bought it, there were 80 active members oh, so at this point, we're at 130 and we're in the middle of our slower season. Hmm. So, um, most people will stay with us six months to almost a year. Okay. You know, the majority of our members are with us year round. Yeah, that's great. And now with that kind of layers on my next question, like, like you mentioned earlier, you want to create this community within a community in your, yep. your gym, in your business. What are some ways you guys have gone about to just engage your clients more? Any events or communication reach out or program? We use a software system that allows us to send email blasts to text personally. We have an app that they can contact can um, activate through their membership yeah. where they can keep track of their visits, keep track of their um, statistics as far as, you know, where they're at in their workouts. And so um, mainly that that's where we're at as far as being able to do that. Um, you know, I have consistent business hours where I'm able to be here at the gym and interact with my, with my gym clientele you know, pretty regularly, you know, when you come in, you're not just another face and a number. We know you, right. you know, we're, yeah. we're actively engaging in yeah. knowing our members, which is, which is huge, right? Like, and, um, it's like that, the show cheers where everybody knows your name. Yes, exactly. It's a lot like that. Exactly. It keeps people coming back for more and staying for potentially life, right? Staying for years yes. and years. And, uh, like you said, again, unique in our industry, we, we can create this community within our, within our business, which I think is awesome. You know, Heather, now we have a lot of listeners who are personal trainers or they want to open a gym or they just opened a gym from your advice, you, you and your husband, from your experience, any advice you give to that person listening 
kind of set them up for, for success when they're getting started in this side of the business? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like I said, I didn't have a background in the gym when we right. bought it. Right. And I would get so discouraged when I would see members um, not renew, Yeah, you know, for whatever reason. And I had to get to that point of allowing people to move in and out of our lives, um, you know, according to what was happening in theirs. You know, and leaving an open door that they could come back whenever they wanted to, but um, that it's not always about your business, why people leave. There's, there's a thousand reasons. Maybe it doesn't fit their lifestyle at this particular point. You don't know what's going on in their past, you know, in what's happening in their lives at that time. And so just basically holding on to that with open hands and letting, you know, don't take it personal if they don't renew. Right. You know, it's something with them. They have to want to be here, but you have to allow people to have the personal choice to come and go as they need to. 100%. Yeah, 100%. That personal relationship is a lot. Like, like we're in the fitness industry, obviously, but we're also mm-hmm. in the relationship industry, accountability, community building yep. industry. Exactly. On a level. And yeah, and our reputation, especially in a small town, as I'm sure you know. Absolutely. That one, that one bad customer or client interaction that they tell, they'll tell the whole town, you know? So yep, like. Exactly. If they, yeah, so I told you what you're saying with people that, you know, that cancel membership or move on. And a lot of times they're going to come back in the future, you know, so. Yep. And they do, you know, that was what the one thing, you know, at the time, like yeah. with COVID and um, we were closed for 71 days in Colorado. Right. So, you know, most of those people, you know, we set regular parameters right. as far as what we were willing to do, but we gave them the choice to come back when they were ready. Yeah, and yeah. um in in a, in a way that fits them right so right. you know that that was that, that was in a nutshell yeah that was huge and going through that experience as a business owner with that with that pandemic probably gave you 10 years of business experience within that like year and a half two-year window it's crazy <laughs> yes you know the deal we don't have to get into it. we know we know the deal it was it was a hard time and we've learned a lot and i know a lot of gyms have put in practices that they had to put in then and still use them. And this yep. led, to a, led to a more positive business actually. So absolutely like, a lot of good stuff in there, you know? Um, so Heather, yeah. Awesome. I think this is a, a great place to wrap up this episode. Where can the listeners find you in the business online, uh, social media? Where can we, sure. find we are, well, we're on Facebook, the bridge fitness and spa. Uh, we are also um, located, you know, just right there in downtown Hotchkiss, Colorado. They can um, reach our website, the Bridge Fitness and Spa at gmail.com for email and always visit our website. Love it. Love it. Awesome. We will. I'll give you guys a follow here in a few minutes. And uh, Heather, thank you so much again for coming on and spending some time with us. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me. You Have a wonderful day. You as well. And listeners, we appreciate you guys too. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Padram from Fit Train in Valpezzo, Indiana. What's up? How are we doing today? Hi, uh, doing pretty good. So it's uh, my name is Padram Etabari. Uh, I own Fit Train from uh, Valpezzo, Indiana. For those of you who don't know where Valpezzo is, it's in a small town in Northwest Indiana. Awesome. All right. Perfect. So let's jump into some of the details here. Give us a kind of a quick rundown on how you got started in the industry and what it is that made you want to own your own gym. For sure. Um, I was 18 when I moved to the United States. Uh, I, I came from uh, Iran originally. Uh, I was a professional athlete. I played uh, pro athlete two, two, two and a half, three years of uh, soccer before I moved to the United States. And uh, I got the opportunity to come to the United States uh, to study English originally. So I moved, that's how I moved to Valparaiso, Indiana. And um, I, I went through the English program. Then I got my bachelor degree in exercise science. And uh, so I was always involved in the sport in that line of uh, health, fitness, and sport. So uh, that's how I started my own business. And uh, I start everything from scratch. So I got the opportunity to be, um, to, to be able to be in the right path in the right moment with the uh, right people, basically. Uh, so that uh, helped me to start my business. So we started from like small, like 800 square feet warehouse, basically. Uh, and uh, with four clients on September 18, exactly 2017. I remember that exactly. So with four clients and uh, we rapidly just grow, grow, grow. Today, four years later, we have five trainer and we have 200 members and uh, we are all by appointment. So we are not an open gym. We just do personal training, uh, appointment athletic training or a small group training that we don't do it more than six to eight people. We keep it as small as possible. So that's okay. where we are. Yeah. All right. So, um, one-on-one training and small group training Yes. and appointment only, only appointment. Yes. Got it. Okay. And how many clients did you say you're currently working with? Uh, we are short of a 200, around 200 clients, around 200 clients. Awesome. Okay. So now as far as everybody always wants to know, how you get people in the doors, you know, all the, all the gym owners that I speak to, it's either, that's typically the biggest issue, you know, it's like, how are we growing the business? How are we getting more people in the doors? What does that look like? So for you, how do you get the word out there about what it is that you do? And are you satisfied with 200 members or are you looking to add to that? See, you, you never satisfied. It doesn't matter what business you are in or what you do, you always want more. And that's the nature of human being. You always mm-hmm. want more. You always want to progress. If you have 3,000 square feet facility, you said, I want to have a bigger. You always want more, no matter what. Uh, but I live in a small town that is only 37,000 population. And we have all different kinds of gym here. We have the big 
gym, like we have two anytime fitness, planet fitness, a um, couple of charter fitness. And on top of that, we have also like the franchisee uh, training studio, like yeah, Orange Theory Fitness, Spanga, F45, Fit Body Bootcamp, that they have a very, very amazing marketing. And that's one of their strongest assets. So I could never be able to compete with them on the marketing level because they have a bigger support when it's come to the marketing. Um, that's why you see them all over the news, all over the like radio ads, Facebook ads, email ads. You don't see my business there. My business being only and only word of mouth. And um, it takes time. And they say, Rome didn't build in a day and neither do as your business, basically. So it takes time. It's a matter of you have your core client and the way we do our business, we don't have like $100 services. So our service is a little bit more expensive for sure. But uh, when you have your core client, those people and their result are going to bring more people. Mm -hmm. And they're going to stay. When they see the result, they're always going to stay. Nine out of 10 stay. Mm -hmm. So we barely have any client. We haven't lost any client in the last, I can't remember, honestly, when was the last time we lost one client? So we have very, very, very good clients, so very loyal, and our client bring the rest of our clients. So on that's that's our biggest thing. We treat people good. We are very involved in the community. That's our maybe maybe that's another bigger thing for us. We are significantly involved in our community. We help with a lot of our nonprofit organization that um, make sure that people know that if we making it we making a dollar, we would like to spend I don't know 10, 20 cents of it in our community. So. So that's a huge part of it for us. Other than that, we can't compete with the big franchisee that have a lot of money on the marketing. Yeah, but within the same sense, would you say that the types of people that go to a Planet Fitness or um, you know, a larger kind of big box facility are the same type of people that are coming into your facility? Probably not. Yeah, right. It's a different market. It's an absolutely different market. Completely mm -hmm. different market. You're right. Like uh, the the Planet Fitness or 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 the Anytime Fitness, it's is absolutely different. Like uh, it's a different thing to pay twenty dollar gym membership or one hundred seventy five dollars a month membership. You know, right. for yeah for group training, absolutely different. So mm -hmm. uh, it's a different clientele and a different different group of people. So. Um, that that's correct. That's gonna, it just depends on your nature, honestly, you know, mm -hmm. and who you're trying to go after. Um, that's gonna be the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, with that being said, you don't have to compete with planet fitness and orange theory and the bigger box facility no, I do not. in your area, because it's a different market, right? You're not, you don't, advertise to the same people even you know the people Absolutely. that go there typically aren't the ones that come into your facility so with that being said what has held you back from doing paid advertising through Facebook for example Facebook is still the best converting platform as far as advertising goes Absolutely. so why haven't you done that why are you only relying on word of mouth we 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 done don't take me wrong we done facebook marketing and stuff okay and from the experience that we got it all, always came back to the word of mouth for us like we done facebook marketing we run challenges we run 
We don't like prize challenges for people to bring in people. And we bring in people. Don't take me wrong. We do bring in people. But when, when you're on a challenge and we charge people like 50, 60 bucks and you come to the point that you need to charge people for the actual membership, people are not going to stay. And usually two out of 10 people stay. So when you look at it for the big picture of it, how much you spend and how much energy and time you put into it, it just doesn't add up. So when you look at when you look at your number, how gradually they grow, it's it's just it just a lot a lot more makes sense. You might you might not go on that rapid pace that like you expected or some people or bigger organization do it, but you eventually gonna get there. And it's a lot, a lot more promising because the client that you bring in, they are going to be long-term clients. So with that being said, have you ever considered running a higher ticket front-end offer? Because I'm not a fan of low-barrier offers because that's exactly what happens, right? People come in the doors, they're not paying anything even close to what they would be paying on a monthly basis. And then when you drop that monthly rate, it's like, oh shit, I can't afford that or I don't want to pay for that or whatever it might be. Whereas if you flip it, provide a whole bunch of value on the front end, therefore charge more. So they're coming in, you know, people who pay, pay attention, right? So it's like, if somebody's coming in on a higher ticket front end offer, they're putting more money down up front. Chances are they're going to show up. They're going to stick to their plan. They're going to get their results. And we know that results are what make people stick around. Right. So it's like if they're coming in on a, a higher ticket front end offer for a certain period of time and then that ends and the, the membership monthly rate is actually lower than what they paid initially, that tends to convert very well. So is that something that you've ever either done or considered doing? I I done that that part too, honestly. And that that's the one that actually did not be I didn't turn out to be a successful method for us either. So um, either we didn't do it the way we supposed to, we didn't run it correctly, or it just didn't fit our business. So, but yes, we did that way too. So high end ticket as well. So, but it didn't work, unfortunately. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Do you think it was, do you think it had to do with marketing and targeting the right people? Or do you think it had to do with the sales process and sales training, training the staff, what do you think Absolutely the kind of Absolutely combination of both, 100% combination of both. Yeah. The marketing part of it, the targeting the right people and the sale part of it. And uh, you, you brought up the sale part. Uh, you, you need to have sale professional in your team. Like we are, we are a small gym. And uh, like for like when we started, I was, I was the accountant, the cleaning person, the gym mm-hmm. owner, you name it all. So as your business girl, you try to bring other people in, but one thing that I tell people, like you, you definitely need, uh, if you can't afford it, if you can't afford it, have a salesperson. Otherwise, you spend all the money on the marketing. It's, 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 it could be a lot, a lot more profitable if you have somebody else in your team, professionally, full time or part time, to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or even, you know. If you don't have somebody that is specifically dedicated to sales, making sure that that's something that your staff, your trainers are aware of, right? It's yeah. it's always funny because when I talk to gym owners, trainers, 
a lot of times they'll say, well, I'm just not a salesperson, right? The amount of times that I hear that is mind blowing, yeah. but nobody just wakes up one morning and decides that they're a salesperson, right? It's like sales are a skill. It's something that you have to learn. Yeah. And most of the time it's like, I'll ask people, you know, well, how much time have you spent in sales training? Right? How many courses have you gone through? How much content have you consumed? There are thousands and thousands of resources out there that are completely free, right? To learn the art of sales. Yes. But if you've never done it before, how do you expect to be good at it? Right? And it's a volume game. The more reps that you get in, the more things that you learn along the way, the, the more tweaks that you can make. Um, but you know, a lot of times people just like brush it off as well. I'm just not a salesperson. Yes. You hear that a lot. You hear yes. that, a lot. especially from your staff all the time. So, right. which is, which is crazy. That's, that's, that's very, very true. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's funny. You mentioned that. Yeah, that is so true. But I, I agree with you. I hundred mm-hmm. percent agree with you. So there is a lot of courses out there, even if, even if you don't, if even if you don't want to like invest to it, there's a, as you mentioned, thousands of free courses out there. Mm-hmm. Get it started from somewhere. Like, right. Even you can read a book. You can you can find today anything and everything through YouTube. You can get a, a, a like ten dollar book through Amazon to somewhere something to get you started. So yes. absolutely, I hundred percent agree with you on that. Right. Absolutely, and that's really what makes a difference as far as a gym owner, you know, from kind of being in a position on a monthly basis where it's like, okay, am I going to be able to make rent this month? Am I going to be able to cover my expenses? Am I going to be able to pay my staff? You know, that's what makes the difference there between having those types of thoughts and then being in a position where you're actually profitable, you know, and then from a trainer standpoint, that's literally the difference between success and failure as a trainer, right? Because all of the personal training courses that are out there, I have not found one yet that covers how to acquire new clients and how to sell them. No, that's you. you I don't think you're ever going to find that because I, I don't think that's going to be a part of their model, honestly. So uh, a lot of these, it doesn't matter who you go through, ACSM, I send all, all my staff have to have it go through NASM uh, mm-hmm. because I want everybody to have the same method of training, but, uh, but they don't focus on that part of it. And I don't know what the reason is for it because it is very important. And that's what I tell people. Like, it's very, very important to know because here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you have, if you are hundred certification, right. But if you don't know how to bring people in. Well, it doesn't matter. Anything doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how many certification you have. Doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't mean anything, honestly. So, and that's what is something I always tell people. If you get the chance, like for example, here we have Ivy Tech. It's a community college. So mm-hmm. where we are, uh, if you can take like if you want to start your business, always no matter what, take take a business course always to help you a little bit understand what you're going through. If you are a personal trainer, you want to do it on your own, you got to take a couple of courses to how to bring people in, how to manage people in, what you got to do, how much money you need to put on the side for your taxes mm-hmm. and so much more. So it's so much go into it. 
Training right. people is easy. Yeah. Training people, that's not the hard part of the job. That's, right. I, I, call it, I call it the 20% window. That's yeah. 20% of the job. That's not that hard at all. Mm-mm. I'll do that all day. So that's the fun part. That's the fun part. You're having fun. You're having a good time. That's, that's the picture that a lot of people see. Said, oh my God, yeah. you, you train people and you get paid. This is the best job. I said, mm, yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> Until you get to your office and that's the reality you're going to start. So yes. Absolutely. And there's a lot of stuff that happens on the back end behind the scenes that people don't always realize coming into it, you know, coming into it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. you need to make sure you bring in people, you're keeping people, you keep people happy, you keep people engaged and yeah, so much go into it. So absolutely. Now, as far as goals go for the business, where are you directing most of your attention right now? What are you working toward within the business? Uh, honestly, our, our main goal is always for our current client, mm-hmm. keep them happy because they pay the bills. They, they keep us in the business basically. Right. We're going to keep our current client happy. So, uh, we do like, uh, to keep them motivated and to keep them like going, we do like, uh, every quarter we try to do, or every six months, we try to do like a small challenge to keep them mm-hmm. engaged as far as everything, what's happening keep them back in a groove. Uh, that's one thing that we do. Uh, we want to make sure that they are there. And one thing that, that is very, very helpful towards those, towards those challenges that we do, we always invite them to bring their family or friend with them. That's, which is a great thing because if we get some new client out of that too. And that's one of our main goals that we keep going and it's been working for us. I like that. And our next goal, uh, we actually opened up a second location in a city from where we are located, like 30 miles away from that. We didn't choose the right location. We end up closing that location. So right now our goal is to just a little bit save from uh, and learn from the mistake that I've made personally as an owner. So it wasn't the right time and our, we didn't choose the right location to expand. Mm-hmm. But always one of our goals is to 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 expand from where we are and open up a second and third location. So awesome. Okay. And what needs to happen in order for you to be able to get there, to take that next step and get into other locations? Uh, like the business model that we do have is pretty unique. It's super, super unique. It just matter of finding the right people in your team. Mm-hmm. So, which is very, very important. Finding the right people would be probably number one thing for us to be able to do that expansion, honestly. So, and um, that's one thing that I personally have been struggling. So uh, that's, uh, that's something that I wish I would have a better skill to find those right people that I do not have or I'm, is not one of my strengths. Uh, that would be something that's going to take a while finding the right people to make sure the same method and same philosophy we can use it in the other gym. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to be successful. So there is a reason that this location is working and we want to make sure bring what we're doing here to the location B and C and D. So, Right. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times that comes with uh, repeatable processes and systems. Yes. Right. It's like you can do 
everything within your business, but if it's not something that is repeatable, that somebody else can come in and learn and do themselves, then it really means nothing, right? Because then it requires you to be there running everything, doing everything all the time, right? And there are so many gym owners who get into that situation and then it's like, you're stuck there because you can't leave, right? It's like, you can't ever have a day off or um, step out away from the business a little bit to focus on the next steps, right? Because if we're always working in the business, it's very, very challenging to work on the business. That is so true. And believe it or not, I'm, I, I, I have been there. I started from like having a client from 4.30 a.m. all the way through 11.30 a.m., like all yeah. private, every 30 minutes. Then I would have a climb from 3 p.m. all the way through 7 p.m. And you, you, and you, on top of it, you need to run your business too, you know? Right. And you need to make sure your staff are happy too. Your, your staff are okay. They're doing okay. Everything's going well. You're kind of happy. You just, you said, oh my God, you're working like 80, 90 hours a week. Yeah. And he said, wow, there, there's no way you can, you can expand. On that situation there is it just it just not the number is not going to add up right but i i took a risk and i take off all my afternoon off so i keep up my morning client and i give my afternoon client to the other trainers some of my client got upset and they left and and if anybody else does that this is going to happen no matter what mm-hmm. and i tell this like if you do one-on-one training people is 60% people get connected to your personality. 40% is about your training. So right. people get emotionally connected with you and then it stick with you. So mm-hmm. in that situation, some of them left. And I, and, I, and I said, I absolutely understand, but I have to do what I have to do. Because on top of it, you have your personal life, your, your kids, you know, and so many other things. So when I did that, it helped me a lot. It, it helped me out a lot to, to do what I wanted to do. I personally didn't do the right move, but I got the opportunity to go after that second location. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't play my car right. It could have been successful second location, but I didn't choose the right location. I didn't bring in the right people. And as you mentioned exactly, they didn't follow the philosophy that we wanted them to follow. And it required me to be on that second location 24 seven, and that wouldn't be possible. So, which end up, we end up closing it. Mm -hmm. So, but you need, you need, you need to have, you need to have a method of training. Otherwise, eventually you're going to burn out. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now this is something that I always like to ask about. If you could snap your fingers and just boom, one thing within your business is improved. If you could improve one thing within your business at the snap of your fingers, what would that be? Wow. Uh, at the snap of my finger would be. I would, I would say change my location in the city that I am just change my location. That's it. I wouldn't change anything else about it, honestly. It's going pretty, pretty good. I'm pretty happy about everything. Yeah, absolutely. And bigger facility. Okay. Is it the 
the size of the location that you would like to increase or is it a different market that you would like to be in? What no, is just the that? location that we are. It's just not, not the most visible location. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, it's pretty hard even to find it. So you have to like, it's not the most visible location. Uh, that was something I would like to change, which I would love to change it probably in the next couple of years and I will. But um, that would be the first, one of the first things I would change. So people, people say like, gym is not like a boutique. It doesn't matter where your gym is, but it actually is, honestly. You want to make sure you're always visible. People can see you. Mm-hmm. People can think about it. You know, you never know. Somebody going out to dinner with their with their family and they're driving down the street and people people make a lot of rational decision people see the first ad on their facebook and they click on it and the first place that they go they usually sign up mm-hmm. people see the first sign they say oh my god it's it's fit train let me give them a call it's for me to start chain and nine out of ten they go with the first place that they contact mm-hmm. so I would change my location. That's one of the, one of the things that I would do. It's yeah. Now, do you think though, if you were able to get the word out there to more people, cause I can relate to that as well, because my gym was set back off the road and we actually couldn't have any signage on the street. So people would come in and they would be like, are you guys new? And be like, no, we've actually been here for over five years, you know, but people nah, just- that's happened a lot. Yeah, people just don't know that you're there. Um, and changing the location obviously is not an easy task. But you know, if you were able to get the word out there to more people, just to let them know that you were there, you know, that's a much simpler solution than fully changing yeah. location. location. Right? Yeah. You're right about that. You're right about that. And that's gonna come against your marketing probably to mm-hmm. advertise yourself through different avenues. So that's that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Absolutely. But we we get we get a lot a lot of new kind that we get here. Even after four years, they still said, "Oh my God, I live down the street. I can't believe you've been here." Right. So, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's like you don't want to be the best kept secret in town. That's not great for business. <laughs> that's not a good business model. No. No. <laughs> not so great. Exclusive, I guess, but yeah. not so great for <laughs> for the business side of things. <laughs> All right. So as we start to wrap up here, speaking of getting the word out there to more people, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, is is FitTrain is F I T R A I N. We are in Facebook. We are in Instagram. Uh, and uh, if anybody ever come to Valparaiso, Indiana, please come visit us at in in FitTrain. You all have. We would love to. Get, I would love to get to know other gym owners and meet them so yeah either through social media or either in person so uh share thoughts share uh business perspective so awesome and help one another why not yeah absolutely make connections network it's all good stuff always helps to connect with other gym owners so you don't feel like you're uh, so alone, you know, and out on an island all the time, because that's typically kind of how it feels. <laughs> that's literally how it feels. You're so right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. So Padram from Fit Train in Val Pezel, Indiana. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. 
Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.